My sermon today is for people who ha have some weaknesses. Do you have any weaknesses in your life? Uh, okay, Th then it's for you and for me. Um, uh, when I say weaknesses, I don't mean sins, but sins are included. <laughs> uh, maybe you are not able to do something because you are not uh, qualified very much for, for this, you have no education in this area, or it is a sin. Anyway, it's a weakness. So that's why I'm speaking about uh, all kinds of weaknesses today. And uh, my uh, topic today is called uh, um, you'll see in a, in a minute um, so okay you see it attraction point for God's strength so it's, it's not about weaknesses you think but it's about this too yeah so when we have some weaknesses we think uh, that God is not present in this area we think that God doesn't help us uh, in this area, but it's totally wrong. Uh, it just the, the opposite is true, that God is uh, attracted to your weakness. So uh, it doesn't mean that your weakness looks attractive. It means that God is attracted to do something with your weakness. So his uh, desire is to be in your weakness and to do something uh, with that. Uh, my scripture for this will be uh, Matthew uh, chapter 9, verses 12 and 13. Amen. Yeah. When Jesus heard that, uh, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice, for, for I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Um, Let's not think about these uh, <coughs> verses that it's about uh, just salvation. Let's uh, think about this uh, like about our being, our body, soul, and spirit, about us. That uh, there are some parts in us which need a physician. Maybe it's a r we need a real physician, uh, a healing. Maybe we need uh, to do something with uh, some sinful issues in our lives or with some other areas in our lives. So we need a physician in this area. And Jesus said, uh, I, uh, I came to be in these areas. I want to be there. I want to do something with this. So the areas of our weaknesses can become the areas of God's strength manifested in our lives. Um, for example, you can be a good wife or a husband uh, your relationship with your spouse is uh, very good, but you can be a, a bad mom or dad. So God wants to be in this area of your uh, fatherhood or motherhood uh, skills. So he wants to be there. He wants to strengthen you in the area of your weakness. Um, an example from the Old Testament now. Um, you know, um, uh, the battle against Midianites. The battle against Midianites. It happened in um, uh, the book of Judges, chapter 7. Um, and um, this was the story of the battle between uh, the Jewish people and the Midianites. Oh, it's simple. Uh, uh, the Jewish people uh, were under the 
rulership of Gideon. He was the judge uh, of the Jewish people at this moment. So, and uh, the army of Midianites was in front of them. And uh, how many people did the Jewish people uh, have? They had 32,000 people or 32,000 men to fight against uh, Midianites. But God couldn't manifest himself uh, in this battle. So he wanted to change it. So uh, that's what he said. Uh, the people who are with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands, lest Israel claim glory for itself against me, saying, my own hand has saved me. Um, when I say weakness, uh, I mean, again, uh, some situations. For, for example, uh, if you have a sin, but you can just with your willpower overcome it, it's not your weakness, actually. You overcame it, so good, good. Uh, God loves it, too. But uh, I mean the areas where you cannot overcome it. Uh, your willpower doesn't help you. You need d uh, divine intervention. So this is a situation when God wants to intervene. So, um, and in this battle, uh, God wanted um, to be glorified uh, so that people would say, only God could do it. So um, what did they do? Uh, they, um, God said that uh, Gideon had to um, let the people, some people go away, the fearful people go away. So, and uh, it turned out to be that uh, 22,000 people were fearful. They didn't want to fight. So now uh, we have this... Um, Subtraction and 10,000 people stayed ready for the battle. Battle, But look what God said. Uh, the people are still too many. Bring them down to the water and I will test them for you there. Everyone who laps from the water with his tongue as a dog laps, you shall set apart by himself. Likewise, everyone who gets down on his knees to drink. Uh, I have never drunk water like, like this with my tongue from the river. Did you do it? No, no? no? Americans don't do it? Okay, okay. Probably <laughs> uh, either the Hebrews did it or it was just a habit of uh, uh, ancient people to do it. Uh, but there were some people who didn't do it. So they um, didn't uh, drink, uh, lap it, so like a dog does, they uh, took it into their hands and standing, uh, they drank it. And the, the our uh, math is going on here. Only 300 people did it. So they drank from their hands. What uh, kind of people were these? Well, I believe, I think, that these people were, um, I would say, even more fearful than those who just uh, uh, could drink it from the river without looking around. And those people were very you know, careful. They were very maybe attentive and maybe fearful. So not the best crowd of people. But God liked it. Uh, he, said, he said, by the 300 men who leapt, I will save you and deliver the Midianites into your hand. Let all the other people go, every man to his place. Um, uh, so, okay, uh, 
So 300 people and God decided to intervene. He decided to be in, in this crowd to overcome the Midianites, the huge army of Midianites. So um, if we are weak in some areas, we, we are more than able to invite God into this area because we are weak there. So we can ask God, help me. Uh, we can entrust this area into God's hands. <coughs> um, so you don't have to hide your weakness from the Lord. Um, he's not afraid of your weakness. Uh, moreover, he's attracted to your weakness, to change it, to do something there. Um, for example, when we came to the church, uh, first time in our lives we came to God, uh, it wasn't uh, because of our strength. Uh, we were weak, uh, maybe very weak in some areas, uh, or our life was a disaster. That's why we, we came to God, not because we were so happy, let's go to church because I'm happy. Uh, usually it's uh, the, uh, the opposite. Yeah. So, um, uh, and church is the only place in the world uh, where, uh, in order to open the door, you need weakness, not strength. Um, where your disqualification uh, is your qualification to enter the church. Um, um, for example, there are seminars in uh, no, secular seminars, and there you can you could you can hear uh, you are smart, you are strong, uh, keep your chin up, everything will work out for you. Mm -hmm. But in the church, uh, the seminar can be very very different. Uh, like now, you are not always smart, you are not always strong, you sometimes weak, you don't keep your chin up, that's why you will succeed. Why? Because you can uh, ask God to invite God into these areas, in the areas of your weakness. You can overcome it with God's strength. God is attracted to your weakness. Uh, this uh, scripture First uh, Corinthians uh, chapter 1, because the foolishness of God is wider than man, and the weakness of God is stronger than man. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh. It's about me. Not many mighty. It's about me and you, maybe. Yeah? Not many noble. Oh, it, it's for sure about me. Are called. For God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom. So it's not about my wisdom, about your wisdom. He is our wisdom. Uh, and righteousness. It's not my righteousness, it's his righteousness. And sanctification and redemption. That as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. Um, uh, in some other translations, it says, uh, uh, he who boasts, let him boast in the Lord. Uh, what does it mean to boast in the Lord? Another um, scripture, 1 Corinthians 11.30 from NIV. If I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my weakness. So, uh, right now, uh, I'll stop and I, I will 
know, tes testify about some things from my life. So I will speak about my weaknesses. So, and God says, oh, it's the best boasting you can have in your life. So do it. So I'll do it. Uh, <coughs> uh, um, you know, pastors sometimes give us assignments which are or, or for which we are not ready. Pastor David always gives me assignments which I'm not ready for. <laughs> uh, but let's speak about Pastor David later. Today, but later. Uh, uh, first about my Russian pastor. He, uh, his name was Nikolai. Um, not Nicholas, like our Nicholas. Nikolai. Uh, uh, and uh, I remember that he invited me to work in his church, in our church, where I was the church member, uh, because he wanted to have more relationship with uh, foreign churches, especially with American churches. So he decided it after visiting American churches uh, in 1999, and he was in this church. Uh, no, not in this building, in another building, but he was preaching in this church too. So after, actually, because of this church, I became uh, uh, staff in our church, actually. Yeah? Oh, I didn't realize it. Thank you. <laughs> so, and he said, uh, let's g g come to us and work uh, in our church, and you will uh, do this, uh, like, public relation with uh, foreign churches, uh, with American churches, and so on and so on. Okay, I, I, I didn't think about it. I agreed immediately. I dreamed uh, of working in the church. Um, the only problem, uh, he invited me to translate uh, from English into Russian, from Russian into English, that I had never learned English before. I had never any lessons of English. He knew that I am a university teacher, and he thought that university teachers are smart, and they know everything. No, <laughs> they have some weaknesses. And I was a German teacher, not a, an English teacher. But he didn't care. <laughs> so probably God um, told him something. I hope so. Uh, so uh, I began to work. Uh, you know, this was the time when we still, I think, yeah, yeah, no, no Google Translator yet. Yeah, but I had uh, dictionaries. So to be a translator, just uh, to write, it's it's okay. If you, if even if you don't know the language well. I tried uh, to do this job uh, as uh, well as possible. So, um, but then uh, something catastrophic happened. Uh, my pastor told me that he uh, said about me to another pastor from another church, uh, from another city, from a big, big, big church. And uh, um, one American preacher uh, was coming to the church and uh, he said, and they didn't have an interpreter, and he said, oh, I have an interpreter. <laughs> I had one month uh, before the inter interpreting job, uh, so I, I began to learn English. <laughs> I took the grammar books, the uh, textbooks. Uh, I had even a dictionary in my bathroom near the toilet, so <laughs> I, I used... Uh, uh, any moment to learn uh, the language. And uh, uh, one month passed, and I went to that uh, city, uh, Chelyabinsk, and uh, I remember when I first met that American pastor, actually he was from a church of 14,000 people, 
from Tulsa, Oklahoma. You know, all churches are like this in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, I think he was used to, have, to having good interpreters. My, <laughs> my first question was, um, what is your schedule for today? Uh, do you, do you, uh, you understand what I ask? Yes. Yeah, okay. I mean, it was a little bit Russian. No, no, much Russian. <laughs> a little bit British because schedule instead of schedule. I didn't know that difference uh, in pronunciations. Uh, so I remember his um, eyes at this moment. Uh, he was <laughs> disappointed. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, I tried to do my best. Uh, he preached uh, on the stage, uh, the pulpit. Uh, I preached something uh, of my own. Uh, <laughs> 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 but I understood that everything was wrong. <laughs> uh, so it was my weakness. I came home, uh, I, was, I felt ashamed. I, um, I understood my, my toilet English didn't help me. Uh, I, I had to do something with that. I, uh, it was a time when I prayed to God because uh, I agreed to work, but I didn't have qualifications for this work. You, you, you could ask, why did you agree to work as an English interpreter? Because I wanted to work in church. It was my dream to work there. So I liked working in the church. It was the first time in my life when I woke up and like uh, ran to work, not just or flew to work. It, uh, I liked it. So. Uh, and uh, now it was a time when I had to quit because I wasn't able to do my job or to do something else. I asked God, help me. So, and uh, as I see, when you ask God to help, he organize, organizes, arranges uh, events around you. Um, well, sometimes he tells you directly what to do, but uh, in my case it was just organizations of the things around me. Uh, my pastor, uh, he came to me and gave me another assignment. He gave me like hundreds of tapes, no, cas ca ca uh, no, ca cassettes, yeah, cassettes, uh, from uh, another Bible college in Russia. And uh, this Bible college was taught by American uh, teachers from America. And, uh, but because it was in Russia, uh, there was the voice of an interpreter. So an American teacher speaks, an interpreter speaks. So he gave uh, them to me to write down uh, the notes, to prepare like manuals for our Bible school. So uh, I spent hours and hours doing this job. And little by little, I learned the biblical vocabulary. I got used to different pronunciations uh, of English. and. Uh, when no, one year later, when Pastor David uh, came and uh, Kent Harbaum came uh, to our church in Russia, I, I, he, did he say that I was stupid? Excellent. <laughs> ah, excellent. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so, um, so something changed just within one year. And I, I wouldn't say that I changed my um, learning process. It was just organized by God, this uh, learning process. My weakness became my strength, actually, because afterwards, like two, three years later, I was invited to many churches in uh, Russia to interpret for foreigners, because they, you know, they, they saw that I did this job 
very well. So uh, uh, my weakness disappeared because I allowed God to help me. My second uh, weakness that I had uh, with my first pastor, <laughs> uh, so he invited me to work in the office to translate, to interpret, uh, uh, but then he decided to use me uh, on, on the stage to preach. But um, I, no, when I was at school, a school boy, I was, no, I, I was always very shy. I always blushed when I was uh, asked by the teacher. And uh, the classmates l l laughed at me because I was red all the time. They knew, uh, Sergei, uh, and then they see the red color on my cheeks. <laughs> my family told me, especially my brother, uh, I love him, but anyway, he, he spoke that I am um, tongue-tied. Tongue-tied, yeah, you have such? In Russian, it's a, a, a worse uh, phrase. Uh, you, you, have you, you have your tongue in the butt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You, 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 don't, you don't say it? No, okay, okay. It's difficult to speak with your tongue in the mouth. <laughs> and I didn't speak, so I didn't speak. Uh, I was introvert. Uh, I spent my time with uh, books, uh, at home, alone. So, uh, and now pastor asks, asks me, uh, go to the pulpit and preach. So... Uh, it, 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 it was another disaster for, for me, but um, uh, I, uh, I remember when I was uh, standing before the sermon uh, during the worship that my um, knees were shaking, my uh, teeth were chat chattering, chattering, yeah, chattering. So uh, and I prayed. Actually, I didn't know uh, how to pray. I prayed in tongues, uh, but I, I hope that God would uh, take me and use me, uh, not because of me, but despite me, uh, in spite of my weaknesses. So, and when I um, went up, uh, w w in our church we had like four or five um, stairs to get to the uh, pulpit. So when I was here, something happened. My knees weren't shaking, my teeth weren't chattering. I began to speak and I speak. It, it was in Russian, so it was better than now. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and at the end of the sermon, uh, the people stood up and it was like, it's called standing ova ovation. So, uh, I, uh, and I didn't have any choice but to point to God, uh, praise Him. So, uh, and I still have this weakness, because when I w was standing there today, uh, during worship, I noticed that my knees are still shaking. <laughs> so I prayed, uh, uh, God, do something with my knees, uh, please. And he, he does something. <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, next. Um, ah, yeah, the, uh, I wanted to, to, to show you this map a little bit earlier when I said that I had this weakness uh, of public speaking. Actually, one-on-one -on -one speaking was difficult to me, too. Um, my comfort zone. Do you see my comfort zone here on this map? No? no? Uh, it's, you, you remember uh, last service, uh, last Wednesday, Pastor showed you this map? Yeah. Um, my comfort zone is uh, this. 
my finger, and that my finger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to help, to help the pastor to do the ministry, to hold the map so that he could take a picture. It's my comfort zone. <laughs> <coughs> but to preach, I need God uh, uh, to preach. <coughs> so I always felt unqualified for, my, uh, for the assignments from my pastor. Uh, but I think we are all unqualified for our assignment. Because God's assignment is always bigger than we are. So if you feel qualified, then you don't know your assignment, probably. Yeah? So the next... Uh, uh, scripture. Jesus, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, John 15, 5. Uh, John is written in Russian. <laughs> uh, I'm the vine, you are the branches. Uh, he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Um, uh, you see, these words are not for strong people, they are for weak people who cannot do anything without God. So, and we cannot do it, period. So we don't have to prove that we can. It's okay to say to God that I'm weak, I need your help, please intervene. Amen. Do it uh, through me, do it with me, do it uh, instead of me sometimes. Um, okay, I, I promised you to talk about the pastor. Uh, <laughs> one of his assignments, uh, okay. Um, uh, like a year ago, he told me that um, I uh, had to go to um, Vaisele Unified School <laughs> District uh, meetings, uh, where the board. the board, yeah, the board, and participate there to g get to know all the problems of the city, of the schools, d just to know more about it and somehow to influence it. No, from uh, Christian pos positions. And I planned it like this. Uh, probably I'll begin, but because I'm too shy to speak, maybe it will take longer j than just a month, maybe half a year, to get to know the people, uh, this person, that person, that person. Uh, but uh, I, I know when... No, I, I felt very unqualified for this position because you know, I am a foreigner, and uh, to participate in such things, to me, no, everything is new there to me because the Russian system works differently. So it was uh, very difficult for me. That's why I prayed, God help me. Uh, um, so, but before going to the school board, I went to the Republican Party Central Committee. Uh, no, it's a committee of Tulare County. So um, first they thought that I'm a Russian spy yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the leader of this committee, yeah, he uh, admitted it. That first he thought, <laughs> uh, but I talked about God, about uh, promoting God's kingdom uh, among uh, American people. So, and uh, uh, when I was sitting there, uh, a lady f from behind, uh, she t uh, tapped, tapped, they tapped, yeah, tapped me, and uh, said, oh. I want to meet with you and talk about this uh, topic. Uh, this is my card. Um, okay, okay. Um, so I looked at this card later uh, when I came home. So um, as I said, when you ask God 
to intervene, he organizes events around you. He, or, uh, he organizes meetings around you, uh, encounters. So, uh, as I said, I wanted to uh, get to know people from Vesele Unified District, uh, VUSD, <laughs> for maybe for half a year. But I, I looked at this card, and it was the card of the president of VUSD. Just uh, the, the main person of the Vaisele Unified uh, school, school, school District. Yeah. Um, so as I see, uh, I could never uh, thought, have thought about organizing events like this. Uh, uh, only God uh, can orchestrate yeah. it like this. Um, so um, it's like sitting, li like being a musician, and you have a director, yeah? And uh, when God is director, uh, I, I'd like to be in the um, or orchestra pit and do what my director says, because he does it perfectly. Uh, he orchestrates everything around me perfectly, so I want to be there. Okay. Um, the next, uh, yeah. Um, Second Corinthians chapter 12. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities or in weaknesses, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Um, so, uh, you can be strong when you are weak. It's your choice, your decision. So, you, you need to invite God so that in your weakness, you can, you can become strong. So give your weakness to God and watch him exchange your weakness for his strength Amen. as you rest in his love for you. Um, uh, I didn't speak about sins uh, because it's not so interesting to speak about your sins <laughs> in front of people. <laughs> but I, I, I had uh, uh, some sins. And I remember that um, when I wanted God to do something with that, I... Uh, uh, no, I remember that I wrote down uh, my weak areas, and uh, I added, God help me. So I, I uh, uh, cast it over to you. So do something with that. And then I tried to live in faith that God is doing something with that. Uh, maybe not immediately, but something happened later, and uh, I got rid of those er uh, weaknesses. <coughs> so, um, another, uh, yeah, this, De Deuteronomy eleven twenty three. Uh, then the Lord will drive out all these nations from before you, and you will dispossess greater and mightier nations than yourselves. So, you see, uh, God says that there will be some uh, areas, some issues, that are greater and mightier than we are, but it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that uh, we, are, we will be fail failures. Uh, so they, uh, there can be things that are stronger than us, but it doesn't mean our failure. Uh, we are, remember, we are chosen ones. Yeah, We are chosen by God. So uh, it, it means that uh, God will do something for us if we trust uh, in the Lord. 
So uh, the Jewish people uh, in Deuteronomy, they trusted in God and uh, he uh, um, led the battles for them. Um, <coughs> so we tend to belittle the devil, to say that he's not strong enough. He's strong enough, but it doesn't mean, even if he's ten times stronger than we are, it doesn't mean anything. God is with us, so we are mightier because of God. Uh, um, it doesn't say here that we will be stronger. Uh, it's not about us. It's about God. So with God, we can do uh, much more than we can do alone. So with his strength. And uh, now uh, at the end, I want to tell you a story from the Bible which you have never heard about. Uh, the story of Noah. <laughs> you have heard? Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I want to uh, show you uh, something maybe new in this story. I, uh, I s uh, could see it only like one or two years ago. Uh, I have read this story tens or dozens uh, times of times, but uh, I have n never noticed it. So um, Noah had a weakness. Um, he wasn't perfect. Uh, probably he was a crafty man, like Daryl, uh, um, uh, jack of all trades, yeah? <laughs> uh, Daryl of all trades. Uh, <laughs> uh, so physical problem, uh, or physical labor wasn't a problem for uh, Noah, but uh, as I see, he had some problems with animals. Maybe it was a zoophobia. Maybe it was some kind of allergy, but uh, you will see. L let's go to the story. Uh, so it's uh, Genesis chapter 6. Um, God told uh, Noah, And of every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female. Now, first, G God told him to build the ark and then to do something with the animals. <coughs> um, Animals, uh, some statistics. There are 4,500 species of mammals only, 8,600 species of birds, 6,000 species of reptiles, total 19,100. And if you bring a pair a day, Jeez. yeah, if you do it manually, uh, it will take 52 years. But it's only mammals, birds, and reptiles. Uh, there are, for example, amphibians, insects, ar arachnids, no, spiders. And there are, uh, I, I didn't know it, there are 35,000 species of spiders only. 35,000 species of spiders. So this work is just endless. To bring all the animals into the ark, it's just an endless work. Noah uh, set to work but to building work. He began to build uh, the ark. Um, uh, based on some figures in the Bible, uh, it can be concluded that this construction took 100 years. What was Noah doing with the animals during all these 100 years? Nothing. Nothing. He, didn't no but he, he had, you remember, this uh, command from God, but he did nothing with the animals. Uh, look what happened then. Then the Lord said to Noah, Come into the ark, you and all your household, 
I'm sorry. Uh, uh, because I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation, you shall take with you seven each of every clean animal, a male and his female, two each of animals that are unclean, and so on and so on. Uh, four, after seven more days, I will cause it to rain on the earth 40 days and 40 nights, and I will destroy from the face of the earth all living things that I have made. So seven days more, and there will be a flood. So he had seven days to gather all the animals. What did he do? Nothing again. Uh, no. I was thinking, uh, why nothing? Probably it was his weakness, and he realized it was his weakness. He couldn't uh, do something with that. He was, uh, uh, if he touched a cow, maybe he would be covered with some, some rash, or I don't know what he had, but I, I think he, he, uh, he was um, called righteous by God, yeah? yeah. Probably uh, uh, he, he spoke to God. Maybe he spoke half of that, uh, those hundred years to God about the animals. God, I cannot do it. God, help me. God, intervene. God, do something with that. I cannot do it. Uh, next uh, verse. So Noah, with his sons, his wife and his sons' wives, went into the ark because of the waters of the flood, of clean animals, of animals that are unclean, of birds and of everything that creeps on the earth. Two by two, they went into the ark to Noah, male and female, as God had commanded Noah. So you see, they went into the ark to Noah. Noah was already in the ark. Yeah? Uh, we have pictures of Noah standing with a rod, and all the animals are going inside. But uh, it's written here that Noah was in the ark, and animals marched into the uh, ark. Um, so what happened then? Then God spoke to Noah, saying, go out uh, uh, of the ark. It was after the flood. Yeah? Uh, go out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and your sons' wives with you. Bring out, again, about animals, bring out with you every living thing of all flesh that is with you, birds and cattle and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, so that they may abound on the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. So he had to touch the animals again. He couldn't do it. He prayed, uh, God help me, I cannot do it. And God answered. Uh, so Noah went out and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him. Every animal, every creeping thing, every bird and whatever creeps on the earth, according to their families, went out of the ark. First Noah left the ark, then the animals. So he, di he didn't uh, drive them out, yeah? He didn't drive them out. Uh, so he left the ark first. He prayed, God help me, and God helped him uh, with all those animals. <coughs> um, I don't want to emphasize here Noah's failure to fulfill com commands from God, uh, but you see at the end that uh, everything uh, happened as God had commanded. So anyway, that's why I think the, there is something which is not written in the Bible, but there is some conversation between Noah and God. Uh, uh, there was a matter of trust in their relationship. So, because I see that God wasn't upset with Noah, but uh, he, uh, God intervened in this situation. He helped him to do, to do it. 
So I want to emphasize that Noah trusted God that this task would be completed. Uh, so he trusted into, into God. Um, the result, what happened next? So he trusted in the area of animals. What happened next? So God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be on every beast of the earth, on every bird of the air, on all that move on the earth, and on all the fish of the sea. They are given into your hand. So God, uh, uh, Noah uh, trusted God in this area, uh, and God um, respected this trust so much that he gave uh, this area back to Noah uh, like... Uh, medal, like a prize. Uh, uh, every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. I have given you all things, even as the green herbs. herbs. So before that, the people were vegetarians. No, in the Bible, at least in the Bible, they were vegetarians. Uh, and uh, now God gave uh, all moving things, all animals, uh, into Noah's hands. Yeah, so we see that um, when you... Uh, the area where we completely trust in God is given to us by God for complete dominion. What Noah entrusted to God to the full extent was completely given into his hands. So whatever we entrust to God, uh, we get it back uh, completely given into our hands. We, become, we, we, we get the dominion uh, above those areas of our lives. But uh, we need... Uh, first to give it into God's hands. Then he will give us back with uh, his power, with his strength. Um, uh, so the more trust in our lives, the more dominion we have in our lives. If you want dominion in, in the financial area, uh, you need to trust God com completely in this area. If you need your dom dominion in, in the health area, you need uh, to trust God completely in this area. If you want the dominion in your whole life, yeah, just give it to God. Um, uh, entrust your whole life into God's hands. Okay? Uh, now let's stand up and pray. And uh, if you know, then, uh, and you know the, the weakness in your life, uh, whatever it can be, trust it. Entrust it into God's hands. Give it, give it uh, into God's hands and ask God to come into this area with his tr strength. He is attracted into this area. He wants to be there. He wants to change us. Yeah. God